You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual. Our title sponsor on today's podcast is our good friends at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Ahead on today's podcast, we're going to talk some BYU basketball, some news and notes from around the college basketball universe involving the Cougars we'll get to. We'll also catch you up on some of the news around the BYU football program that I've gleaned from our practice insiders talking about personnel notes going into this game against UT San Antonio on Saturday. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. BYU Men's Golf opening their season in Southern California earlier on this week. We'll talk about that a little bit ahead on today's podcast as well. Today's show, like I said, brought to you in part by Rock Auto, as well as our good friends at Built Bar. We'll tell you about both of those great companies and partners of ours here in just a little bit. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the podcast. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for October 8th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars here. If you haven't done so already, if you're new to the podcast, just finding us, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. That way you'll never miss an episode of the show. We're here with you guys each and every day, bringing you the latest and greatest when it comes to BYU sports news as well as insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. And the best part about it all, we're making sure you guys sound like you're the smartest BYU fan in the room when you're talking with your family, your friends, or maybe even just around the water cooler at work. All right, kicking off today's show, let's talk some BYU football. Obviously, the Cougars getting ready for a mid-afternoon affair on Saturday against the UT San Antonio Roadrunners. By the way, the Roadrunners, what a great nickname. I am a sucker for unique nicknames in sports and Roadrunners. Based on what I'm aware of, that's a pretty unique one out there. It's not to say that Cougars isn't cool, obviously, BYU Cougars and everything, but I am really a big fan of when a new program, whether whatever level it's at, if it's the high school level, the college level, the pro level, you go out there and create a, a unique nickname. Don't pull something generic or something that a lot of people have done and copy that. It's just so much more fun to have unique names out there. So I look forward to seeing the UT San Antonio Roadrunners in Provo on Saturday. And I think that this is going to be an interesting game. Jeff Trailer is a new head coach there at in San Antonio. And dealing with COVID while being a first-year new head coach, you just got to be, I don't, I don't even know how you handle things the right way. And he joined the big show. Of course, I work for the Zone Sports Network, the big show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson earlier this week. And had some interesting thoughts about what he likes about BYU as well as Zach Wilson and what he expects when he faces off against the Cougars. So let's get to that real quick, let you hear from Coach Trailer, and then we'll get you some of the personnel notes I have ahead of this week's game. Uh, you can imagine folks around here, BYU fans, are pretty excited about uh, how good this BYU team appears to be. Uh, what do you see on film from the Cougars? Let's start to your quarterback. Um, he looks like he's playing Madden ball or having uh, just Pascal every Saturday. He's only thrown the left incompletion the entire year, which is just crazy. Uh, you can tell he's an NFL quarterback. Uh, y'all have a very mature team. You can tell they've played together a lot just by the way they carry themselves. 
Uh, your offensive line is, you know, very well coached. They're massive. Your receivers are fantastic, five and eighteen, and it, it, they're a lot of fun to watch. Unless you're having to play against them, then you go over there to your defense and your your D line is just <laughs> ninety five is just a beast. And ninety three and ninety nine, uh, guys play with a lot of pride. They're very well coached. They're very disciplined, and uh, we hope to look like you guys. Uh, in a couple of years. We really do. We have a lot of respect for what y'all have done, and we know what we have in front of us Saturday is going to be a large, large chore. So, Jeff, how do you disrupt uh, a comfortable passer like Zach Wilson? Do you commit resources to put pressure on him, or do you drop more guys back in coverage, or do you not want to talk about it because you don't want to give away the game plan? Well, obviously we wouldn't be too specific, but you've seen y'all, everybody's tried to do both y'all. And uh, you are very well coached. Uh, you protect him when they come after him. And when guys are dropping, y'all get guys out. So you are well coached. And the kid can make every throw. From the right hash, he throws an 18-yard comeback. From the left hash, he does as well. Uh, he can throw the ball down the field. He's got touch. He can escape. He can move. Uh, that's why he's going to be an NFL quarterback one day. He's a lot of fun to watch. And y'all's kicker's fantastic. Of course, he's from Texas. Uh, so we've known who that kid is for a long time, but he's really good as well. And uh, y'all have a couple of Texas kids on your roster, actually. There you go, Jeff Trailer. He's very aware of BYU's Texas ties. Of course, the Romney boys, Baylor in particular, having played it in El Paso, and some of the other guys on the roster are from Texas, including uh, who you just who you heard referred to as Jake Oldroyd. Played at South Lake Carroll High School in the greater Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex area, but. I think it's an interesting thing he's going to have to face this week when he comes to Provo with the team. You heard him talk about the fact that their offense is very simplistic. It sounds like Frank Harris, their starter for most of the games this year, is a game-time decision coming into this matchup. And that should make for an interesting decision for BYU when it comes to defending uh, UTSA. They're a very run-heavy team. Everything I have heard is that BYU should favor more of a four-man defensive front this week. They've been playing mainly a three-man front for the first uh, part of the season. Obviously, the 3-4 alignment worked to great effect, especially against teams like Navy when you're able to have linebackers really fill gaps. And when you have a defensive line that's been as dominant as BYU's has been early this season with Kyrus Tonga in the middle there, Bracken Bakri, and then Zach Daw, kind of your main three guys on that front line. It's been very effective, but I think this week when you face a more, I guess what we call a traditional offense, I don't know if traditional is the right word for it with UTSA, it sounds like BYU is going to go to more of a four down a line, four down lineman of formation, so maybe a 4-3, a 4-2-5, however you want to term it. That's what I'm expecting to see from BYU. That also makes me uh, understand, or what I've heard, is that Tyler Batty is probably in line to make his first start in a BYU uniform. Obviously, the freshman has been a sensation through the first three weeks of the season for the Cougars, especially the last two. He is tied for the lead in the nation with four total sacks on the season. So this is a kid... Well, I'm telling you, folks, I said earlier this week, I think he can be a legit star in a BYU uniform. And if he lives up to the potential that he has, he may not be in Provo for all four years of his eligibility. I'm not saying that he's going to leave early. It's way too early to really know that because we're all kind of sitting back and really evaluating things at this point. But to see him get his first career start just four games into his career, I think it's going to be exciting to see Tyler Batty out there in his first career start, and hopefully it comes to fruition this week. Flipping over to the offensive line, BYU obviously down two of their regular starters with James Empey and Tristan Hodge out last week. 
It sounds like both of them are still very questionable this week. I I would guess, and well, actually, I don't have to guess because we heard this yesterday from Jeff Grimes, BYU's offensive coordinator. I asked him the question, what are the chances both of those guys could return this week? Here's what he had to say. They're in different situations, and obviously I don't make those decisions. It sounds like to me James is probably a little closer than Tree, but I think they're both in the position where they're continuing to improve and being tested and monitored every day, but still questionable. So there you have it, Jeff Grimes, both guys questionable. Based on what I'm hearing, MP would be the more likely of the two to play, but I would not uh, guarantee that he's going to play at this point. He will do everything he possibly can to get back on the field. Obviously, he did not want to see his 28-game starting streak snapped, which was snapped this past week against Louisiana Tech, but we'll see what happens there. Carter Wheat yesterday we spoke with the media, talked about Hank Tui-Pelotu, one of his fellow tight ends on the roster, a freshman who has had back-to-back ACL tears and his season prematurely the past two years. Well, he lifted the lid yesterday, and I confirmed this via some sources, that Hank Tui-Pelotu has been cleared to resume full practicing with BYU. Who knows uh, when he'll ultimately see the field if he does this year, but I think BYU getting a guy of Hank Tui-Pelotu's ability back is a positive sign. I know Hank's been a relative unknown, but when I've talked with coaches and people around the BYU football program, they say that Hank has got plenty of ability and the ability to be a key tight end for the Cougars. He is a different type of body type than what you see from Carter Wheat and Isaac Rex, but is no less an athlete. He's a great player and would be a great addition to BYU's lineup uh, whenever he is able to play. But the good news is it sounds like he has been cleared and should be back full practicing this week. And let's hope we see him back on the field at some point. And then one final note here, Uriah Leatawa has resumed practicing with the BYU football program. Uh, I don't know when ultimately he'll get back onto the field in a game. I could theoretically see him maybe playing some uh, minutes this week, playing some snaps, getting an opportunity to show what he can do and see how his rehab ultimately is gone. But additionally, I can think the coaching staff says, you know what, we need you healthy and we need you ready for Houston. And they give him this week off with the thought, you know what, when we get to the Houston game a week from this Friday, that's when you make your debut. We'll see, but it sounds like things are positive on the up and up. The good news for BYU is that I'm not talking about major injuries like I have been. It feels like for the past month or so of key injuries afflicting or affecting the BYU football program. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk some BYU basketball. Rumors out there of some high-profile matchups potentially in non-conference play for the Cougars, as well as one prominent national writer slash personality who thinks the Cougars are going to be very, very good in year two of Mark Pope's tenure. We'll talk about all of that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com, guys. rockauto.com is your best place for all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need, and I mean that. No matter what the part is you might need, you need a new uh, tail light, you need a new door handle, I don't know what your car might need, an engine module, uh, AC, what a recharge, all the different parts your car could ever need. RockAuto.com has them all available to you guys. And the best part about it all, it's not option A or option B when you go to the auto parts store. Every option is available to you online at RockAuto.com. And additionally, all the parts you order at RockAuto.com are shipped directly to your door. 
That is what I love about this company. They're making sure that you have the best experience when it comes to taking care of your car, and they want to make it easy on you guys. Low prices, they always promise that. This is a 20-year-old company. They're not a fly-by organization. They're going to be there for you guys, and they just want to make life a little bit simpler for you. So go to rockauto.com when you stop by. Make sure to mention Locked On and the How Did You Hear About Us box, so that way they know that we sent you from right here on Locked On Cougars. Love this company. They've helped me out. I promise they can help you out as well. They want to make sure, like I've said multiple times already, they want to take the sting out of repairing your vehicle and do it at a fair price. So check them out. That's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, your SUV will ever need, and we mean that. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Let's talk some BYU basketball for a moment here, catch you up on some of the news around the BYU Cougars, the Cougar Cagers, as some of you might like to call them on the court and looking ahead obviously the Cougars are hoping to have their season underway on Thanksgiving weekend when the NCAA allows things to get going it sounds like a potential back-to-back matchup against two uh, high-powered opponents could come in the form of BYU being a replacement in what they're calling the Legends Classic at Mohegan Sun. The rest of the field includes UConn, USC, and Vanderbilt. And the reason BYU's in the mix is because Notre Dame reportedly is backing out of this arrangement. It's a two-night, uh, two-game affair. I believe you'd have a first-round matchup uh, be- against one of these teams for BYU. And then the next night, I think the winners play each other as well as the losers playing one another. But nonetheless, having the likes of UConn, USC, and Vanderbilt to face off against would be fantastic addition to the non-conference slate for BYU. Who knows what's going to happen with the non-conference slate for the Cougars. They've lost, what is it, three weeks, it looks like, of the non-conference uh, going forward. And we don't know exactly what the West Coast Conference schedule is going to look like quite yet. So still many unknowns, but it's good to hear. And this is coming via John Rothstein. We'll get to another piece from John Rothstein here in a moment. But he's saying that BYU has emerged as a primary candidate to replace Notre Dame in that Legends Classic. be really cool to see them have this opportunity to do that. The game would be at the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is in Connecticut. So essentially a home game for UConn, if you're really thinking about it. I know that they'd be a little ways away. But nonetheless, a big opportunity for BYU if they get into that field. Could have two stellar opponents there. And if you win both of those games, those are big-time boosters to your non-conference resume when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Now, John Rothstein, as I mentioned, had another piece that came out, and he's a big fan of BYU's uh, basketball program. Here's what he had to say in a piece he did for collegehoopstoday.com. He wrote about the top 10 mid-majors to watch for the 2020-2021 season, and he mentions BYU. He says, Mark Pope's first season as head coach in Provo featured 24 wins and a February triumph over Gonzaga. His second should feature BYU as the Bulldogs' top challenger in the West Coast Conference. The Cougars bring back two perimeter pieces, Alex Barcelo and Connor Harding, who averaged 20 minutes or more, and two key graduate transfers in Matt Harms and Brandon Averett from Utah Valley. Former Utah commit Caleb Lohner should also provide a rotation piece up front alongside veterans Colby Lee and Gavin Baxter. With Pope pulling the strings, the cash surrounding BYU's program continues to rise on the national level, unquote. John Rossi knows what he's talking about, folks. This guy eats, lives, breathes college hoops. And it's not an easy sport, I think, to do what John Rothstein does. But this guy knows what he's talking about. And it's really cool to see stuff like this out there, obviously. I think BYU is going to be a very good team this year. I, I think that the pieces that they've recruited and replaced the seniors they lost a year ago 
are going to be very welcome additions. Everything I've heard out of practice is positive. Obviously, you're not going to hear much negative, I don't think, at this point. But like I said, in talking with people around the program, there's a lot of belief that this team can be very, very talented and very, very dangerous this year, despite losing all of that senior leadership from a year ago. So who knows if ultimately things come uh, out the way that BYU wants them to. But I still think there is a huge ability, not a huge ability, a huge opportunity being afforded to the BYU basketball program because you just look at this and the West Coast Conference, it's continually getting better and better, I feel like. I feel like the coaches have been invested in, the programs have been invested in, and BYU, obviously with the behemoth in Gonzaga up there in Spokane, well, they're playing second fiddle. But the nice part is, I think Mark Pope is unafraid of chasing down the big dogs and he's attempting to do so. Will he get there this year? Probably not, but I think they can take some uh, solace in the fact, you know what, we have beaten Gonzaga soundly on our home court. Of course, BYU has history going up to Gonzaga and beating Gonzaga up there. I don't think BYU should fear Gonzaga. Uh, Of course, that's easier said than done, but I think the history indicates the Cougars, they have confidence when they face off against the Bulldogs, and they've got a fair share of wins on their side to back up their belief in themselves going up against one of the Blue Bloods or one of the true powers in the sport. And I think the John Rothstein's uh, contribution to this conversation is welcome. We'll see uh, how things go in the West Coast Conference this year. We're eagerly awaiting to see the men's schedule. The women's uh, conference schedule for the West Coast Conference came out yesterday. And I think at BYU, by the way, women's basketball, this could be a very good team this year. Obviously, uh, teams like Gonzaga are always good in women's hoops in the West Coast Conference. Surprise that the Bulldogs are good in basketball, but The men get the headlines. I get that. But the Gonzaga women's team is very good. But I think overall, the West Coast Conference on the women's side of things is going to be very talented this year. I'm taking it as a positive sign that the West Coast Conference announced the women's schedule. And here's hoping that we'll see the men's schedule coming out in short order. And then we can really start getting excited for BYU hoops to be back on the court. But I think one other voice we need to talk about here in this discussion is that uh, Joe Lunardi, of course, the man who invented bracketology, the bracketologist for ESPN, the guy who I trust more than anybody else when it comes to projecting the NCAA tournament field, he thinks BYU is firmly in the mix to make it to the NCAA tournament next year. And I think it's another positive sign that what BYU did going about revamping the roster after losing seven seniors went the right way. Uh, in his latest one, uh, Joey Brackets, as some people like to call him, I just prefer to call him Joe Lunardi. He tapped BYU in the first four as an 11 seed with a matchup against Providence in Dayton, his bracketology forecast. Uh, earlier on this offseason, I think I saw BYU with a 10 seed in bracketology. But regardless, the fact that Joe Lunardi believes in the Cougars as an NCAA tournament caliber program I think it speaks volumes to what Mark Pope has done for this program. And it's not anything to go against Dave Rose or anything like that, but I think what Mark Pope did is he re-injected some life and some energy into a program that may have stagnated a bit. So the good news for BYU is their national media talking about them in the preseason. That's always a positive, and we'll see uh, where things stand uh, come November once we hopefully have a schedule in place, etc. But I'm looking forward to seeing the Cougars back on the court this fall, and I really do think that Mark Pope has just revitalized this program, and I'm excited to see them back on the court this coming uh, fall slash winter slash what, spring? 
So it should be a lot of fun out there. All right, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news here in just a moment. Need to talk a little bit about BYU golf. A pretty rough opening tournament for the Cougars. Uh, Coach Brockbank, speaking of Bruce Brockbank, had some stern words for his program. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar, guys. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars on the market. Covering 100% chocolate, they taste legitimately like a candy bar. And the best part is the Built Bar has been completely revamped by Built Bar. It's better than ever. It tastes better than ever. Has more of the good stuff in it. The high protein, high fiber, but also the low sugars as well as a low fat, etc. They want to make sure you guys are taken care of when it comes to your protein bar game. I know many of you probably have tried many different types and varieties of protein bars in the past. You're not alone in that. I've done it myself and I've had many that I just had to choke down. It felt like they were just not good. The best part about Built Bars, you will crave these protein bars. And I mean that. I love Built Bars. They're a big part of my diet. They're a fantastic addition to my weight loss journey. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal. And the best part about it is they're affordable. Go to BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about it. They have 18 unique flavors of Built Bars. No matter what your palate likes, uh, nut or non-nut flavors, fruit flavors, they've got something that'll work for you guys. So go to BuiltBar.com to learn more about them. And right now at BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get $10 off your next order. A significant savings off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use that promo code LOCKEDON, save $10 on your next order, and you'll enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. And thank us later. As we round out a Thursday edition of the show, just a teaser ahead for tomorrow, we're going to preview the game against UT San Antonio, let you know everything I have learned about the Roadrunners this week. I'll tell you this much. This is a team that I think has got more talent than the last two opponents for BYU doesn't mean that the Cougars are overmatched by any means, but I think there are better athletes on the Roadrunner squad, speaking of UTSA, than others at Troy and Louisiana Tech. And I frankly am looking forward to this matchup. I think it's a different matchup for BYU than they've had this season. They faced off against an option team and back-to-back spread opponents. This is going to be more of a power run team, and I look forward to seeing how BYU does in terms of facing off against that, especially defensively. But like I said, a full preview of that ahead on tomorrow's show. Let you hear from some of the coaches and players about what they're seeing from UTSA, and of course, give you my game predictions and the like. And if you guys want to send it, start sending in your predictions now. You can do so on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow the show at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys all the time, and feel free to weigh in with your predictions now on what you expect from Saturday's game, and we'll continue to track those for you over the next couple of days. All right, one a note we need to touch on before we go here is BYU football is not the only program in action this fall in the BYU athletic department. The BYU men's golf program held their first tournament of the fall season in California, in Monterey, California, to be particular at the Pasadena Collegiate Invite that was took place on Monday and Tuesday. And frankly, it was a rough opener for BYU men's golf. They finished in fifth place of the five teams in action. All of them actually West Coast Conference, uh, I guess what we call rivals of BYU. Pepperdine won the tournament with a total score of 46 under par, far outclassing LMU in second place at 18 under, San Diego in third place at 13 under, St. Mary's at 11 under, and then BYU bringing up the rear with a two overall score, so plus two on the tournament through three rounds for BYU men's golf. And I'll tell you what, 
It was not what I think Coach Brockbank, speaking of Bruce Brockbank, expected. He said, quote, we couldn't get much going in any round. I think this was a wake-up call for us. There are a lot of great teams in our conference, and we will have to step it up. Obviously, BYU is replacing a lot of good talents, including Peter Kest, but I think there's still plenty of good talent in the BYU men's golf program. I think Bruce Brockbank preaching to his team via uh, the media, saying, you know what, guys? Got to be better than this. The Cougars will be back in action later this month. They'll be taking on the same WCC schools in the La Purisima College Invite in Lompoc, California. That'll be on October 19th and 20th. Of course, we'll bring that uh, updates to you guys as it gets a little bit closer. But it is cool to see other programs bit by bit getting back into action this fall. Here's hoping that more and more start filtering in. It sounds like a lot of the traditional fall sports like women's volleyball and women's soccer will be played in the spring. So maybe the spring season when we're covering uh, BYU basketball and some of the other sports going on could be a lot more packed than it normally is with a lot more BYU sports in action. But hey, it's good to see men's golf back on the course. Obviously, BYU men's football continuing to roll on here, getting ready for UTSA on Saturday. But nonetheless, we'll have everything covered for you as best we possibly can cover it each and every day. All right, that's going to do it for this Thursday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. It is a blast to be with you guys each and every day. If you'd like to weigh in with your thoughts at any point, feel free to email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address if you'd like to weigh in. Let us know what you think about the show, etc. And also make sure if you haven't done so already, leave us a rating and review what you like about the show. Those five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts are much appreciated. We just hit the 200 uh, rating mark on Apple Podcasts. The threshold I've been excited to reach. And a big thank you to all of you who've supported the show. That'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Once again, a big thank you for your support. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for October 8th, 2020. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.